0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the I See Old People podcast. The I See Old People podcast is a weekly reflection on aging with your host, Dr. Bruce. I'm here with with 35 years experience in the healthcare industry, trying to share my knowledge. And I'm a newly minted senior, so I'm actually living the, uh, the topic. So it's an interesting time in life right now for me. And it's an interesting time in life right now for you, I am sure, if you are a senior as well, which I expect most of my audience to be. So, last night I went to the Leafs game. That was exciting, the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's about an hour and a half from our little community, Norfolk County, where, of course, I'm broadcasting today, uh, January 7th, Tuesday, January 7th, 2020, from Storage Closet Studios in beautiful Norfolk County. Norfolk County is located on the shores of Lake Erie, the north shore of Lake Erie, one of the great lakes, not the greatest lake, but one of the great lakes. It is the first week of January 2020. The lake is still completely wide open. We have very, very little snow. It actually feels like spring out there. So it's, uh, it's another kind of weird, uh, weird winter here. So, uh, what's happening in the world right now? Uh, you know, there is a. Uh, the U.S. is on the brink of war with Iran. Nothing has happened. Uh, there's been a three-day funeral uh, for the uh, general in Iran that was um, assassinated, and we are. I guess the world is waiting to see what will happen. They actually told the world that they're not. They weren't going to do anything for three days. So, I think today's the fourth day. So, uh, today's a. a Uh, going to be an interesting day around the world. Everybody watch your back today. Very, very important. It's important to watch your back every day, but today even more so. And Puerto Rico uh, had an earthquake last night. So Puerto Rico, uh, the island in the Caribbean, the U.S. Protectorate is completely in blackout right now. So those are two pretty big stories that are happening on uh, January 7th so uh, we're starting the year with uh, kind of a little bit of tension in the world so i I really hope that that uh, will resolve i hope the peace peace prevails i hope the lights come back on in puerto rico so you know i'm I'm ever optimistic i always am so this week uh, was i finished up my volunteering i volunteer with the christmas panorama Uh, it's a light display that we put on in the park every year in our small community which is inside of norfolk county it's called simcoe and uh, this is something i've done every wednesday night it was kind of neat this year because the two of the wednesday nights were christmas day and new year's day so those were great days to go down because the park was filled with kids and people and oh they have the horse-drawn uh trolley with the uh for rides in the park so i go down and usually at dusk uh, i go down earlier if it's a cloudy or an overcast day i'll go down a little bit earlier i'll turn the lights on and uh, then, you know, go about my evening, do whatever for the evening, and then at 11 o'clock at night, I go back and I shut the lights off. And there's about 11 stations you have to turn off all around the park, so it's, it's a nice walk. I take my dog, Bella. I enjoy doing it. I've done it for years now. Uh, I was uh, a volunteer with this organization. I was on their board for a while, and then I decided to just step back, and then I've been doing the lights on Wednesday nights for years now. Uh, So in general, I always felt that, um, you know, seniors, and I was a near senior when I started volunteering, but I always thought that seniors volunteered more. I just thought it's just a common sense thing. Seniors uh, volunteer more. So I started to look it up to find out if that was true or not. And it seems that in... In Canada, at least, younger Canadians are more likely to volunteer than older Canadians. So this really got me thinking. I really had to dig in deeper to that statement. So that was a statement I found very odd. I saw it on the StatsCan uh, webpage, which is our government, Canadian government statistics. They take it from the census data every few years. So I'll quote. quote. While younger Canadians are more likely to volunteer, they devote fewer hours to their volunteer work. On average, youths age 15 to 24 do 130 hours of volunteer work. This is in a year, 130 hours a year. Younger adults aged 25 to 34, 109 hours a year, recorded only uh, about half as many hours as seniors, 223 hours. So that's the difference. Although, So at first glance, I'll just continue the quote. At first glance, the inverse relationship between volunteer rates and average volunteer hours for young people and for seniors may seem contradictory. However, the youth volunteer rate may be influenced by the requirement in some school districts to perform community service in order to graduate from high schools. Since many teens already lead busy lives, it is easy to see why their rates may be high while their average hours are lower. So in contrast, seniors have a lower rate. It's partially due to the larger, large number of people in this age group who do not volunteer due to due to illness or poor health. So all those seniors who are healthy devote a lot of time to volunteering, end quote. So this really does confirm what I've always thought about seniors, that they are out there. They're the ones you see volunteering. Uh, they put in a lot of hours they put in more hours than any other age group so if a senior is healthy there's a good chance that he or she is going to be out there volunteering even more interesting is the fact that uh, unhealthy seniors are just kind of pulled out of that picture so if you were to take the unhealthy seniors out of the picture altogether uh, then it looks like seniors are really rocking the, the volunteer world. So uh, way to go seniors. And I've been one of those volunteers for a long time. I volunteered on different boards as I, in my professional career. I have volunteered um, down at the soup kitchen. I have helped at different areas in the community. I try to do what I can. And I think that that's the way you have to live this life. You have to take care of each other. Uh, you have to give. You have to give, and then, uh, well, what was the old saying? Whatever you give, you get back 10 times. But, you know, you're not there for the payback. You're there for the giving. So I had my second uh, completely, totally sober New Year's Eve. Uh, way to go, Bruce. Way to go, Dr. Bruce. Uh, so um, it was great. Uh, we went to visit friends up in the Toronto area, and uh, it, was, it was interesting. It, uh, I, sh- I should say that as well that, Half the people in this entire community, or in, maybe in this entire province, are sick right now. Everybody seems to have a cold. Everybody is sniffling. Everybody is coughing. It's uh, it's the sick time of year in Canada. So, anyway, so we drive this two-hour drive to go visit our friends in the Toronto area. Oh, uh, you know, we're all excited. You know, my wife has made up these tangines, which are like um, a Lebanese kind of, uh, it's a Lebanese dish. Uh, They're... If she prepared them in advance, uh, we brought them up. We were going to cook them there, uh, and, and then uh, here's a really senior moment as well. Uh, we also planned to go bowling, which we did, and bowling was just a hoot. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. We got back. We uh, any, anyway, we, the bowling was all later. I have to pick. I have to come back to the point of the story, which is that we drove two hours to visit our friends. We we hit the doorbell. We they opened the door. And there they are, two people who you don't, they do not even need to speak, and we know that they are sick. Uh, I have to give credit to them, they were they were troopers, and uh, we did have a really nice evening. Like I said, we went bowling, we came back, we had the Tangine dinner, uh, we played some cards until midnight, uh, we all said, uh, you know, Happy New Year, and went to bed. <laughs> And we got up in the morning and we drove home and you know, that was as simple as that and you know What was neat about was on New Year's Day? I felt like I feel every single morning. So which is a really cool feeling so I'm 400 days it's kind of a It's a mixed thing when I tell you this because it's it's hard for me to say but I, I need to say it I think it's really important. I'm 400 days of sobriety short three okay because i did have a small relapse i would love to say that i was 400 days sober Ah, i just love the sound of it i did have a small relapse i had a relapse about three months ago and it was on a trip Uh, it was on a trip when i went to halifax and uh i had gone i traveled already i'd been to the dominican we'd uh, gone to the dominican for 10 days i didn't have a drop of liquor there i had a wonderful time it was an awesome trip But anyway, we were on this trip to Halifax and we'd gotten in there just after Hurricane Dorian had hit and there was a power outage. And I can give you a thousand excuses, but, you know, the the person who failed, the person who failed was me who said, yeah, pour me one of those beer. And uh, and then I had a beer uh, in this pub uh, in the blackout in Halifax. And this is what the lesson. And that's why a relapse isn't the worst thing in the world. Because the lesson that I learned when I went through this relapse was that I am on the right path. I am doing the right thing by taking alcohol out of my life. Because as soon as I had that first sip of beer, I drank many more beer. And then I had a decision I could have made to not drink the next day. But I didn't make that decision. I continued and had drinks the next day. And then I could have made that decision again to stop. But I had drinks again the next day. And then I had to make the decision. Do I bring this home now? Am I done? Am I finished? Am I now drinking again? And it was on the fourth day that I made my decision. My sanity came back to me. And I said, no, this is it. I, I cannot handle this product. This is poison to me. And I cannot have it, I cannot have it as part of my life, if I'm going to have a vital life, if I'm going to have an enjoyable life, if I'm going to beat depression, if I'm going to beat obesity, I need to get this poison out of my life. And that was the lesson of the relapse. And that lesson was valuable. It was very valuable because I've been stronger since I came back from Halifax. I've been more determined. I've learned more about myself and my ability to control this monster so i am very very happy with myself i'm thrilled to say that i'm at 400 days today minus three i don't care if i have to put an asterisk i don't care if it has to be one of those seasons you know where the you know the leafs went to the finals because it was a shortened season and they always have an asterisk beside it let me say my 400 days with an asterisk because i'm proud to say it so Uh, And you know, it'll be 400 days without an asterisk, you know It's just a matter of time because uh, alcohol has no place with me anymore. It's not welcome in my life Okay, I want to change the subject from that although I am gonna pop back to it briefly for a minute So time for the armchair Nostradamus time for the futon Rasputin Okay, my fearless prediction as you no, i know we have listeners all over the world but i am in canada and our beloved prime minister justin uh, has just returned from a three-week trip to costa rica uh, three weeks uh, while this whole iran thing went down uh, uh, he was just um he was gone in fact he took 150 vacation or personal days in 219 so Justin has really been a part-time Prime Minister. So uh, anyway, I, my prediction, the uh, armchair Nostradamus, the prediction is Trudeau is going to resign. I think that he is going to give up the position. I think he realizes that he does not have the uh, c- cajonis, is that the word, to uh, rule this country. Uh, to be the Prime Minister, to be the the chief executive officer of this giant corporate entity called Canada that needs somebody to lead it, and we don't have that. So I really think that he's coming back. I think he's going to resign. You heard it it here first. You may have uh, taken note of our topic today. I kind of thought that it was uh, an interesting name for the podcast, Urination Nation. I thought that it had a nice ring to it uh, because we are an aging society and some of the interesting factoids that I'm going to share with you now are going to uh, talk a lot about urination as we are growing, as, a, uh, as, as our demographic continues to grow, uh, I think we will, uh, the urination nation may become a, a moniker <laughs> that sticks. Okay, so one of the, the core concepts of this podcast is the aging journey and uh, it's kind of going it is going to follow me through this aging journey i'm 60 now i'm a newly minted uh, 60 year old two months into the into the program now because i'm one of the topics i'm going to talk about one of the things that uh, is happening to me right now which could be happening to you and some of the things that i've been trying to do to fix it okay so, you know, the, the aging body and all the various joys and, uh, and fun that it brings, okay? So, like I said, I quit drinking about 400 days ago. Well, exactly 400 days ago, except minus three. But, you know, what I did uh, was I took alcohol out of my life and I replaced it with good, healthy water. And I mean a lot of water, a great amount of water, okay? Especially in the evenings when i normally be drinking a few beer, I am drinking water. I drink coffee and I drink water. I don't drink pop. I don't drink any of the sugary drinks at all. I don't drink energy drinks. I drink coffee and I drink water. And I drink a lot of water. And with great water intake comes great water evacuation. Yes, pee. You pee a lot when you drink a lot of water. But I could handle it in my 40s and 50s. Okay, here's the issue. In my 40s and 50s, I get up once in the night to go pee. In the last few months, it's been creeping up three times a night, four times a night. And last week was my Waterloo. I could not take it anymore. Last week, on Thursday, I got up five times i was exhausted on friday exhausted i I, it was like i spent my my time in the washer my son said maybe i should move him a bed in there it was ridiculous okay so that was it so i said i have to do something about it and i went ahead and i did what everybody does i consulted dr google dr bruce and dr google good friends i asked dr google What's going on? So I research. I talk. I, I research in urination. I'm researching the, the, all of this stuff, and I, it it made me think about a little aside. Just a quick aside about um, Dr. Google. Dr. Google gets a bad rap, but I'll tell you, if anything, and I've been in healthcare profession for over 35 years. If anything, Dr. Google has added has empowered the patient. The patient now has so much knowledge about their condition, and they walk into a doctor's office now. They know what is going on. They know what some of their choices are, and they are asking the doctor then for guidance with those choices. Any doctor that gets insulted when somebody comes in with a printout or with something on their phone that they have researched and found out about about their condition, and they poo-poo that and download it and say, "Oh, Doctor Google," with some re- sly remark, those doctors are idiots. Okay because you're you're talking about people who have an invested interest in their issue and they are spending hours and hours trying to find out about that issue and you and you as a doctor can be so arrogant to think that your half hour lecture that you took 30 years ago that you were still hung over from from your party the night before when you were 19 years old or 21 years old when you were in medical school that is supposed to be superior to the patient who is who has the problem, or their child, or their, or, or their loved one, or their mother, or their father has the problem, and they spend hours becoming an expert on that topic. And I think that the doctor should respect the fact that they've done that and actually applaud it. Okay, so just to get back to that. So that's my aside on the whole Dr. Google thing. Dr. Google is a good thing. Keep it up keep researching, find out what your condition is, find out what your options are, and then try to deal with it as naturally as possible. Nocturia, that's the one that's giving me the problems, okay? Nocturia, urea is is the suffix that is going to be in all of these words, okay? So nocturia, urea, because urine has uh, a uric acid type of byproducts that are removed from your body, so everything with urine has to do with urea, urea. So nocturia, nocturia nocturia. if you find yourself waking up to urinate more than twice okay so if you urinate twice a night that is considered normal okay most common in people over the age of 60 two times a night okay considered normal three or more is not healthy my five times getting up last Thursday that's not healthy you don't get a sound sleep for me the problem was obviously too high of a fluid intake. I'm drinking too much water. I've replaced beer with water, and uh, I, it, it's too much. I can't do it. Uh, so I certainly know that I have nocturia. It's just night pain. I have no other problem. Uh, one of the, one of the other things is polyuria. Polyuria is when you have me- when you go to the uh, go pee many many times. Okay, so this is frequent urination. Uh, normal is four to seven times a day so if you're going to go if you're going pee 10 15 times a day there's probably a problem this is polyuria could be come from high fluid intakes but it could be from other issues as well uh, the other terms that you have to know when you're talking about urination are frequency okay so frequency is that Polyuria okay, so that's one of the questions you always ask and if you have frequency and it hurts well then you might have a uh, sexually transmitted infection an STD Okay, Se- a sexually transmitted disease so you have to uh, be careful So if you're peeing a lot and you're and it, and it hurts when you pee then you know, you probably have a uh, infection of some type urgency is another one okay, so when you and this is something that again I have found as I've gotten older, urgency is becoming much, much worse. Whereas, you know, when you have to pee, you just have to pee. And I think that, again, is considered normal. I had a lot of trouble trying to find any actual statistics about urgency, but it's certainly something else that I have found. So the nocturia is the biggest issue. I'm not getting a proper amount of sleep. I don't feel rested in the morning when I'm getting up five times a night. So I decided to change my high water drinking habit. Uh, So I've been drinking still kind of regularly in the daytime. I started this on Friday and then I had a cutoff point of 7 p.m. So I didn't drink any water after 7 p.m. on Friday night. Went to bed Friday night. And I only got up twice, and I thought, "Wow, that was easy. <laughs> I fixed it. One, all I have to do is stop drinking water at seven o'clock." Next day, Saturday, I do the same thing. I stop drinking water at seven o'clock. I get up four times, so it's just insane. Sunday was somewhere in the middle, you know. Monday, today's Tuesday. So the seven o'clock cutoff, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, but it's it hasn't kind of broken down to the two times yet, so I think it's working but it's not like it wasn't it wasn't instant it wasn't you know the snap you know something else that's interesting about me that i can snap with my left hand and i can't snap with my right it's a weak snap strong snap on the left crazy so i changed my habit i'm going to change my habit it's going to take a while this has only been since thursday today is tuesday Uh, i'm going to try to not drink as not drink anything at night. I'm going to cut out water at night, and I you know, I have no risk of dehydration. I'm not going to become dehydrated. I drink so much water in the course of the day that stopping drinking water at seven o'clock should work. It should work. So that you know that is my plan, and it's just one of the choices that we have to make, right? We make choices every day, and I was making the choice to. I guess satisfy my need to you know how they say smokers have to always have something in their hands, they have to nibble or, or they always have to have something in their hands or they nibble on something, want something in their mouth because they're used to the, the whole hand mouth thing with their cigarette, well for me I think I just liked having a glass near me, honestly I think I just want to have that glass, I'm sipping on it I'm drinking it, I'm, it, it I, I really I replaced beer the action of drinking with water to have to get to this point now where my my kidneys probably are overworked uh i'm drinking like way way too much water so i'm changing i'm going to make a change we make choices every day this is one of them. I've decided that getting up five times a night isn't worth having that water beside me when I'm watching uh, America's Got Talent. Okay, so uh, these, this is a choice I'm making and I'm going to let you know how it works out. But I need to get that down to two times a night this is crazy to get up five times in a night. And the five was just the, the one that pushed me over the line. There's been many nights where I've been up four times, four times, four times. It's too much. So what happened on the weekend? Oh, the weekend was great. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, yeah, it was great for sports. What what a sports weekend. Uh, The Buffalo Bills are gone. I was very disappointed. Oh, my God, I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to go on and win that game. Uh, They were leading. They were were in control, and then they just started getting foolish. It just got nuts. So we've still got Green Bay and Minnesota. They're still in it. My two other Great Lakes choices, my Great Lakes teams, although Minnesota, again, is my honorary Great Lakes team. It's probably more so uh, uh, important to me, Minnesota, just because I grew up in Thunder Bay and the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota Twins. They were the big teams for us down in Minneapolis. Minneapolis was the big city for us. And then, uh, as well, and this is probably a story that's closer just to Canadians, but uh, the Canadians won the World Junior Championship. Yeah. These are the future stars of professional hockey. They're all, their oldest they can be is 19 years old. So they're all 18 and 19 year olds incredible hockey if you've never watched a hockey game watch a junior hockey game because these kids are they the intensity is out of this world and they're still so young and eager they're still like slapping slapping their stick on the ice to try to get the puck try to get the pass you know and that's but to see those kids slapping the stick on the ice like pass it to me pass it to me it was like it was great NHL players don't do that anymore there's no way okay so what else has been going on with me i've been trying to keep my weight under control because i am having my uh, sur- uh surgery coming up i'm having surgery on the 22nd of january i'm gonna have my umbilical hernia corrected so i've been watching what i've been eating and uh, i've been trying to diet i'm still under 250 pounds but uh it's been tough it's been tough and this week has been crazy okay so this week get this this week From Tuesday to Tuesday, I think of the week as Tuesday to Tuesday. From podcast to podcast, I went out for chicken wings three times. So that's a lot of chicken wings in a week. So my diet I'm doing my diet no favor by eating these chicken wings. At the same time, because I was talking to you about how much sugar I'd been eating over Christmas and all the chocolate and all the gifts I'd been getting with sugary gifts and, and sweets, I've cut out sugar totally. So I feel so much better. That's been the show today guys. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. For those of you that stuck around to the end like this, I just love you. Thank you. I am uh, thrilled to be here. This is our 11th episode, 2 months into my senior hood it's been good so far what do we got next week we're going to talk about that driving scam that i was teasing you about a couple of weeks ago i've got more information on that i'm going to break a big story Uh, dr bruce has become an investigative journalist over this issue i think that senior rights are going to become much 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 more important to me as i continue along on this road on this journey this aging journey uh, and this podcast so we're going to talk about the driving scan next year and the, or next week. And then the week after, the day before my surgery, we're going to do a health checkup. Because it's been two months in since my, my uh, initial 8-mile episode when I did my health checkup. I want to see what kind of shape I'm in. Uh, I know I did uh, lose a couple of pounds since then. But uh, I don't know if I'm as, as strong. I'm, you know, winter kind of takes it out of you. I haven't gotten sick, knock on wood. I haven't gotten sick, and I'm pretty pleased about that. Uh, my wife's been sick. A couple of my kids have been sick. I, like I said, half the people in this uh, in this pr- country are sick right now. So the fact that I'm not, I, I attribute that to no sugar, honestly. I think the less sugar you can you can put into your diet, the healthier you are going to be. And I'm feeling pretty healthy right now. You know, if I had a new shoulder, life would be perfect. But uh, other than that, I just carry on. I'm really excited about the journey so far the reception that i've gotten from the i see old people podcast has been fantastic why don't you give me your comments or feedback on this episode uh, you can come to my facebook page i see old people po- uh, face- facebook page or we have a website i see old people.ca i see old people.ca all one word And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming along on the journey with me. It'd be great if you could rate the podcast or uh, hit subscribe so that you make sure that you uh, hear our episode next week uh, when we break open this uh, driving scam. And it is a real scam. Seniors are really being targeted. And I am uh, looking forward to sharing that information with you. So thank you for coming along today. And we shall see you next week. This has been Dr. Bruce broadcasting from the storage closet studios in beautiful Norfolk County. Thank you.